Hello and welcome to this In Conversation series with some of UQ's highest achieving alumni, the 2020 UQ Alumni Award winners. My name is Madonna King and my guest is Cameron Costello, a proud Kwandamuka man who is being awarded the UQ Indigenous Community Impact Award. Cameron did his Bachelor of Laws at UQ, graduating in 2005. And his most recent appointment is as CEO of an organisation with more than 800 Kwandamuka people, a role where his leadership is shown in balancing the competing demands of a sustainable economy with the interests of the people he represents. Let's find out more. Cameron Costello, welcome and congratulations. Yura, hello. Thank you. I'm very humbled and honoured to receive this award. And yeah, I just loved my time at UQ. And to be an alumni, it's, it's um, a very proud achievement. Okay, so let's go back a bit from your current role. After graduating from the University of Queensland, you spent four years working with the state government as the program manager for backing Indigenous art. But this was at a time, wasn't it, that, that Indigenous art wasn't sufficiently appreciated? No, that's right. Um, I jumped from working in a law firm over to uh, the arts with the Queensland government and it had been a sort of perception across the country that you could only get Indigenous art in central desert, etc. So we, uh, the Queensland government, made a, a really um, strong decision to say we have talented artists in Queensland, uh, particularly the far north, and that program was about saying we're going to support those Indigenous art centres that were in the Cape and the Torres Strait and around Cairns and create um, almost like a, an ecosystem which which evolved into the Cairns Indigenous Art Fair as the showcase um, for the far north. What was amazing was seeing the... Torres Strait and Aboriginal artists of far north Queensland given a chance and just stepping up and getting international acclaim is just beautiful. Tell me about an artist who taught you something. Yeah, there's so many wonderful artists um, in far north Queensland and uh, probably the the one that touched me or resonated with me most was um, Aunty Mavis Nagalamata from um, Arakoon. She was a senior weaver, um, so she had a really strong cultural role within the community as well as being an artist. She moved into the visual arts and did some amazing paintings that are in galleries across the country. But for me, she was more than just an artist. She was a leader and she inspired young people of all cultures. And she was the kind of person where there was a meeting of industry and, and artists where she would just burst out into song and traditional song and leave people in the room inspired and in tears. Um, she was an amazing person and she passed, um, but her legacy will live on. And that, that for me, um, Arnie Mavis was a wonderful person and, and I just, um, I appreciated my time and the experiences I had being associated with her. She sounds delightful. Look, let me come to your current job. I think it was September 2013, you became CEO of a, the organisation set up under the Native Title Act to manage the, the rights and interests of your people. Where did you start there? So we negotiated for 16 years, um, culminating in the Native Title Determination in 2011 where the Federal Court recognised our rights to country. There was uh, 12 families who comprised the Kwanamuka Society and um, my family, um, one of my families had, had put me in there. So I'd been involved there um, and also been on the board and it got to the point with my uh, legal background and also I'd had a, a Bachelor of Arts from Griffith University in, in, would you believe, parks planning and tourism. 
So it was kind of uh, fate that I was able to go across and become the CEO to help drive forward the management of national parks, to look at managing campgrounds, tourism accommodation. Can you just explain where that land is and how much it involves? Yeah, so the native title determination for the Kwanamuka people in 2011 was over 54,000 hectares of land and sea on and around Minjerabar, which is North Stradbroke Island. Um, so that has been a consultation process with our community and working with the local and state governments about that land coming back. How do we unlock that for social, cultural and environment um, and economic you know, benefits for the Kwandamuka people? So there's been a long sort of planning process culminating re- you know, recently to look at rezoning land where the Kwandamuka people can unlock their lands to come back and live on. So we've been excluded from economic development on the island for a long time. And this is now, as part of that, is is planning, meticulously planning about how and where the best places are to, you know, have, you know, housing for people um, for conservation, so more land for conservation where 80% of the island will become national park. And, um, yeah, and then look at other places, post-mining landscapes for um, sustainable, you know, renewable energy or, uh, you know, boutique forestry or tourism accommodation. So that's the sort of things that we're we're looking to do, um, obviously in a very sensitive way that protects our cultural heritage and the environment. It hasn't been without controversy. How hard is it to balance the economic demands while ensuring the interests of your people as well? Yeah, and I think that's, for me, the most in- interesting thing. Everyone was focused on the economic transition, but really the social transition has probably been the greatest challenge. Um, now it's a different landscape where the Konamuka people um, quite rightly, have a greater say and control over the lands and what happens on Minjerabar. And it's it's been a, not without its challenges of how do we readjust or reset the relationships moving forward that um, acknowledge the traditional owners have a right, as long as they're you know complying with the laws of Queensland, how they have a say about what happens on their land. And you know, within our own community, you're always going to have differences of opinions on specific issues because we're like every society that has. Um, that broad, diverse range of, of views. And then you've got the broader community where native title is over an island where there's a larger non-Aboriginal population than there, than there is Aboriginal population. So that has its dynamic. We've got a local council whose um, land holdings are less than the Kwanamuka peoples on the island. And um, so it's a new era and a new journey for us. And that's going to be, it's change management and um, that's not going to be without its challenges. Has that empowered the Kondamuka people, do you think? Has there been a, a improvement in confidence? Look, Madonna, I, it's been what I'm describing a Kondamuka renaissance period. So from the arts and culture and economic development um, and, you know, language revival. It's just been an, um, and political. So, so for me, there's been a, you know, people are saying, oh, there's a lot of politics going on. I'm going, yeah, that's part of our Renaissance period. We have progressed and we're advancing where we have so much confidence and so much pride um, instilled that the, it's allowing us to, you know, enhance and grow um, all these different elements within our society. And so we're, we're now looking at building our cultural centres, which are essentially the Kwanamuka people's national institutions, you know, museums and, and, and arts and language. So it's, uh, you know, we're managing national parks. It's almost like our corporation is growing um, and we're almost forming our own departments like the parks department or the mines department, you know, so it's, it is a renaissance period for us. 
You also signed an agreement with UQ to, to undertake some research and development projects. What do you hope to achieve by that? Uh, that was a historic moment for us. So UQ has been on Minjerabar for at least 50 years in terms of the research station that's existing over there. So it, it, after our native title, it did come back to saying, well, how do we formalise our relationship and look at moving forward? So we signed a historic MOU, which covers a whole range of different things from research through to actually partnering on projects. So in particular, you know, conservation is one of those things where uh, Young Billa Bibula, which is the Whale on the Hill interpretive facility, UQ is contributing to that project. It's going to have its research pod in there. So our rangers will be integrating this and our whale watching tours will be integrating with UQ's research and hydrophones to hear the whales singing. And it's a beautiful idea and collaboration that we're bringing with UQ to look at how can we become not just whale watching, but how do we become the partners that help drive the whale, global whale conservation research innovation hub for southeast Queensland. And that's so wonderful that I can do that as an alumni and go look at how I can bring what I'm doing now with my mob and UQ together to do that. And we're going to do that with our cultural centres because UQ's got arts, arts museums. And so we're looking at a whole range of those different um, architects, architecture, uh, tourism research, all those opportunities are there for us. All right. You're talking about that bigger picture and I wonder, do you believe your people or perhaps even our Indigenous people more broadly are beginning to be listened to? Oh, I'm, I'm so optimistic that particularly the younger generation are embracing what First Nations people have to offer. And I'm finding significant events that have occurred in this country um, and you just have to look at bushfires um, there's a growing awareness of the role and that, that traditional knowledge can play. When the bushfires were raging, people were talking publicly about why aren't we using traditional knowledge for bushfire management? And on Minjeraba, we'd been doing that for a few years. So um, the Queensland government had already been working with us closely about traditional fire management strategies on Minjeraba and had actually outsourced bushfire township planning and management to the Kwanamuka people. So we are driving bushfire management and both the federal and state governments are working with the Kwanamuka people to drive the World Heritage Listing application for Kwanamuka country. So there's a growing awareness and collaboration and willingness across all areas of government to work with First Nations people to allow them to um, use their knowledge and, and we're not just a, you know, a on the side stakeholder, we become active participants and active, um, you know, custodians together. And that, so I'm very optimistic. Um, it's not without its challenges, but I believe that the Australian public and governments are moving in the right direction, and that's really pleasing. You mentioned challenges. What do you see as the number one challenge? Yeah, I, I think that the number one challenge is education of what, you know, native title means and why we're doing it. That probably is the biggest thing, is for people to understand how native title works and um, what the benefits are. Without that knowledge, there's a fear and people unfortunately will play on those fears. Um, and I think by educating people more about what native title means and about cultural heritage and the, and the benefits of First Nations knowledge incorporation with modern science, um, for all of these sort of issues from climate change to, you know, coastal erosion to, um, you know, better management of the environment. I think that's 
that's the goal that we all should have is is to get a better understanding of that. And that's that's the biggest challenge I see. So in years to come, when you've retired and you're sitting back reflecting on where we've come and your role in that, what do you suspect you'll be most proud of? I um I think for me, I'll be proud. I think of my my children and what they'll be doing, um, but also I think from my time where I am now is I've got a soft spot for building our cultural centre. I think it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be a driver of you know amazing projects and outcomes that are going to bring not only the, our Kwandamuka people and the broader society within within the Redlands or Brisbane or Queensland, but I think it's going to play a global role um, in terms of educating and inspiring people and have some amazing projects. I think our, our cultural centre will be something that I will look back and with so much pride on. It's amazing. Cameron Costello, thank you and congratulations again. Thank you very much and UA, goodbye. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with UQ Indigenous Community Impact Award recipient Cameron Costello. To learn more about our Alumni Award winners or for more information about the UQ Alumni programming, please visit the UQ Alumni webpage at alumni.uq.edu.au or follow UQ Alumni on social media. My name is Madonna King and thanks for listening.